0: Hello and welcome to Locked On St. Louis Cardinals, your daily podcast covering all things. Cardinals baseball brought to you on game days from Bush Stadium and on days like today where the Cardinals are in Pittsburgh from my bedroom. My name is Jeff Jones. I am your host of Locked on St. Louis Cardinals. I'll be on a solo mission today. Brendan not available this afternoon. Uh, I'll be here to break down the series against the Mets. the series victory in fact after a 13 inning win yesterday as well as prepare you for the weekend in Pittsburgh. Lots to go over from that Mets series. Uh, the, the game yesterday afternoon I think was a Sort of a very uh, a, a very interesting microcosm of the way the Cardinals are looking to have this season sort of play out. Uh, you know. Yesterday, the Cardinals definitely struggled early uh, against Noah Syndergaard. Was dominating through six, uh, a little shaky in the seventh as the Cardinals got one back. But the Mets continued to push Syndergaard, who I was surprised to learn yesterday has never pitched a complete game in his major league career. And so you can see, obviously, the uh, the incentive if you're the Mets to try to get to try to get get Syndergaard through that game. Uh, unfortunately for the Mets, that was not how it played out. As the Cardinals managed to storm back, tie the game late and then retie the game in the 10th after Luke Gregerson walks in the go-ahead run for the Mets. The Cardinals then, as I mentioned, tying the game in the 10th, and then winning it on a walk-off single by Dexter Fowler in the 13th inning. I I think that if you're the Cardinals and you're looking to take things away from that game yesterday, first and foremost, uh, the performance of Tommy Pham continues to be beyond impressive. Uh, After Tommy Pham had uh, had his little incident with his hitting contraption, on uh, on 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 Wednesday night at the ballpark, he mentioned when talking to the media that he he hasn't quite felt locked in or in the zone or at any point this season. Which uh, to me is fascinating because when you look at his numbers, they are certainly uh, far exceeding even what he did last year. Right now, Tommy Pham with a with a 10.23 OPS, uh, shockingly good at this point in the season, and yet he claims that he is not yet really feeling in the zone. Yesterday, with four hits, getting back into the lineup after that injury, I think clearly uh, is, is I, I guess you say clearly coming around, though, uh, if you were asking me, it seemed as though he had already sort of come around in the right direction. Uh, regardless, having Dexter Fowler knocking the walk-off hit yesterday also has to be a big plus for the Cardinals. Fowler uh, still struggling here in the early going, batting only 188 with a 633 OPS, but he's been moved around the lineup uh, a fair amount, batting fifth yesterday uh, in the lineup second today for the Cardinals. And so uh, definitely still trying, Trying to find, I think, where, uh, where, where where some guys fit the best and where some guys are going to be the most comfortable. Uh, Marcelo Zuna also had a multi-hit game yesterday, as did Paul DeYoung. All of those things have to be good news for the Cardinals because those are guys that they definitely need to... Uh, need to get going. The Cardinals now at 15-9, and nine, uh, a strong start to the season. And, you know, obviously with so many games early, as we mentioned uh, throughout the week against the Cincinnati Reds, I think there were a lot of questions about whether or not the Cardinals uh, were looking like a legit team so far this season. When you win seven games against the Reds, now granted they did sweep all seven of those games, but when it's the Reds, I think it's fair that people are going to be asking some questions about uh, the, the veracity of those victories. I think winning a series against the Mets, and especially winning the series after the big comeback win yesterday, is a big statement if you're the Cardinals, because it's an indication uh, that the team is definitely trending in the right direction, and that even with some top offensive players, Fowler, especially Ozuna, Matt Carpenter as well, not performing up to their standards, the team is still able to find success. Uh, that, that success yesterday keeps Came in the form of Carlos Martinez. Martinez had an 18 inning scoreless streak, snapped early in that game in the first inning. In fact, the uh, the first batter of the game for the Mets, Brandon Nimmo, got on base, and the U.N. assessment has doubled him home uh, to, to put the Mets up 1 0 after only two batters. That would be the only run that Carlos Martinez would allow through six innings yesterday, and so he's only allowed one earned run in his last 24 innings of work, spread out of over five starts here uh, over the last few weeks, and so the Cardinals certainly have to be encouraged by what they've seen out of Carlos Martinez. Bud Norris put up another scoreless inning with two strikeouts yesterday. Really cool piece on The Athletic this morning that you should check out if you have a chance to, uh, to, to read a piece from Joe Schwartz on The Athletic covering the prominence of Bud Norris and what he has meant to the Cardinals so far this season. And then Greg Holland, uh, the man who would be closer and the man who I think now might indeed be the closer with a scoreless inning yesterday as well. And I, I think that now with the bullpen sort of settling into their roles and with the starters all performing at a pretty, uh, a pretty high level, the Cardinals are in, are in awfully good shape. Even until uh, the offense gets going, and there are look as we mentioned, Tommy Pham is certainly had an offensive uh, has had has had an impressive offensive season so far. Yadier Molina, uh, Jose Martinez, and so there are, there are definitely places in the lineup where the Cardinals are getting the uh, the kind of performances that they need to to balance out. I guess what they're what they need to do for success later in the season. It's just a matter of finding those in the rest of the lineup because when you sort of look at the names in this lineup, I know we've mentioned this. Here, a couple of times, when you read the names in the lineup, the Cardinals certainly appear as though uh, they should be a very deep team who is challenging. I, I think for uh, for some for for some playoff positioning and, and challenging for. A spot in the uh, in in the final season standings that allows them to be competing for a World Series championship. Uh, you know the the New York Mets are already done facing the Cardinals this season. As I record this on April 27th, the Mets and the Cardinals do not play for the remainder of the season. And uh, Dexter Fowler was asked about that yesterday and and, and mentioned uh, I w- I wouldn't say flippantly, but mentioned kind of casually that hey maybe the Cardinals and the Mets uh, will see each other in the playoffs. And you know uh, it's it's an interesting thought and it's it's. One one that probably was not uh, widely considered by many Cardinals fans going into the season. I think the confidence level was lower than it's been in a number of years. But after a 15-9 start, it's hard to argue that the Cardinals wouldn't be competitive for that spot down the line. I think in addition, uh, what, 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 you, what you saw out of that series... Front, with, with with the Mets was that uh, the Cardinals are comfortable relying on their depth in the bullpen. In the big 9-1 victory on Wednesday night, you saw John Brevia get a three-inning save, stick in through about 45 pitches, and then uh, and, and work his way through the Mets lineup a couple of times and, and hold the game without allowing any additional runs. Yesterday, the Cardinals, with a short bullpen, which we'll get to here momentarily, uh, had John Gant, who was just recalled from Memphis uh, before yesterday's game, throw three perfect innings to get the victory, and then he was prim- uh, promptly returned to Memphis yesterday afternoon to uh, to make room for Mike Myers on the active roster today, because the Cardinals are uh, are needing to maintain some depth in that bullpen right now. It was funny uh, in in the post game. When the uh, you know you're when you're when you're in the locker room after the game and the training staff and then the locker room staff is sort of packing everything up to throw it on the truck uh, for the trip to the airport so the team can take off for Pittsburgh you looked around and you noticed that everyone else kind of had a full equipment bag except for John Gant. His was still missing some cleats and a glove and everyone else is wheeling their bags out of the clubhouse. And there's a little bit of a scramble to pull John Gant's bags into the clubhouse. And so there were, there were some context clues yesterday that perhaps John Gant was not going to be making the trip to Pittsburgh. He was asked uh, if he was going to Pittsburgh and playing the role of good soldier said, yeah, as far as I know, and lo and behold, Gant not with the team today, Mike Myers there in uh, so, as I mentioned, the Cardinals with some need to keep depth in the bullpen, and I, I think that there are probably some concerns that are starting to grow, uh, especially when it comes to Tyler Lyons. Now, the Cardinals uh, in the series against the Reds, Now, though they managed to sweep, had a little bit of a hiccup as Lyons was brought into back-to-back games, uh, and in the second of those two games, he had thrown more than 20 pitches the night before. That was on the 21st of April. Lyons was not effective in that game; did not record an out, uh, and 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 was pulled with very little control. And in the post game, Mike Matheny acknowledged to reporters that he had probably pushed Lyons a little bit too far, uh, and and that he maybe needed to scale back the usage. And that's understandable. Scaling back the usage, however, is a pretty far cry. From what you've seen with the Cardinals and their bullpen here over the last week, because as I mentioned, Tyler Lyons has not appeared in that game since he had the outing where he wasn't able to record an out on the 21st. That's six days ago. Uh, six days ago today, and you know if if, if you're if you're the Cardinals uh, and you're not sure that you have the depth in your bullpen that that you want with 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 lions maybe not being as available as you would hope uh then then you certainly need to make sure that you're constantly rotating pitchers to make sure you have enough coverage in the back end now uh mike Matheny was asked after the game yesterday if john gantt was was going to be his guy all the way through and he did acknowledge that one way or another, uh, John Gant was going to be counted on to finish that game yesterday. The interesting thing there is that both Lyons and Jordan Hicks were still technically on the lineup card and and could have been available for usage late in that game yesterday. Hicks threw uh, threw more than an inning in the first game of the series against the Mets, and the pitch count got pretty high. With yesterday's game being a matinee, not totally shocking that the Cardinals wouldn't want to pitch Hicks, uh, wouldn't want to push Hicks, I should say, to bring him back to pitch again in the series. I think that his his performance in the first game was lengthy enough that it was pretty clear he was going to be burned for the remainder of the series. Lions, however, is a different story, and I think if you're the Cardinals, uh, it, it, it's fair to have some concerns about his efficacy. And it's also I think fair to speculate on whether or not his health is really holding up. Uh, Tyler Lyons, if you remember, has had a persistent knee injury uh, that the Cardinals have treated and they've maintained, but it's always sort of lurking in the background as a possibility that Lyons would have some problems that continue to occur with his knee. Last year, At the end of the season, Lyons is one of the guys who who was shut down for that last series of the year, uh, in part because he was dealing with some stiffness and some soreness in that surgically repaired knee. And so if you're the Cardinals and you're worried maybe uh, about the durability of Tyler Lyons, it's particularly challenging right now because the Cardinals also only have Lyons as a left-handed option out of the bullpen, while Ryan Sheriff continues to rehab from an injured toe. Now, Sheriff is down at Memphis right now working on the rehab. He did have one of his days pushed back. Memphis had a rain out, uh, and so both Sheriff and Sam Tui-Valala had some of their work uh, rescheduled this week. But it is, I think, again, it's, it, it, it's fair to question what the Cardinals are, are currently doing with Tyler Lyons and whether or not they do have sufficient coverage for the back end of that bullpen as they take themselves in to Pittsburgh this weekend. The other concern, I think, for the Cardinals uh, probably has to be with the way that Matt Carpenter has looked at the plate here in the early going. Now, uh, today, the lineup being published, the uh, the, the Pirates going with a left-handed starter today, and and, and so the Cardinals, with the opportunity, again, generally speaking, with a lefty on the mound, the Cardinals are going to have one spot for either Wong or... Or Carpenter uh, for this for the second consecutive time with the left hander on the mound. The Cardinals opting to put Matt Carpenter on the bench and and put Colton Wong in the lineup. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the week, you know the thought I my, my my interpretation at least of that lineup decision when it occurred earlier this week was that it was more based on getting Colton Wong rolling than it was getting Matt Carpenter some time off. But I, I don't know that that is necessarily the case. I think that the Cardinals have a reasonable amount of concern with the way that Carpenter has performed here in the early going as i mentioned earlier in this podcast only a 626 ops so far this season i think that those concerns are uh, are, are are highlighted by the fact that maybe facing a left-hander is going to be is going to be more difficult for him uh than it is even under the best of circumstances and you know Matt Carpenter is a guy who the Cardinals really do have to be counting on to perform up to his, up up to his best possible standards. Uh, And the reason that that's the case is that, you know, the Cardinals need that table setter at the top of the lineup. Uh, Carpenter Maybe, you know, with the struggles early in the season, maybe some of those expectations had had dropped off, but Mike Matheny made the decision to move Matt Carpenter back up to the top of the order to shuffle things around, and so uh, if Carpenter can't get going, then it raises questions about what the Cardinals are doing with the remainder of the lineup. There were were, were questions asked over the weekend uh, about Dexter Fowler's place in that lineup and whether or not he would be comfortable in a situation where he's going to be constantly moved around, because Fowler... You have to remember, is a guy who, for the majority of his career, has batted consistently in that leadoff spot. That's that's clearly, far and away, the place where he has the most experience, and likely, I think, the place where he feels most comfortable. And so, to the extent that lineup spots matter, and Lord knows, look, we have a lot of conversations about whether or not lineup spots do actually matter, because they're such a, a, a common topic of conversation in St. Louis. But if you accept the argument that they do matter, and I think that they do, at least at least to an extent, uh, then you wonder about Matt Carpenter's lack of efficacy sort of affecting everyone else in the lineup because Fowler has let off. He's batted second. He's batted third. He's batted fourth. He's batted fifth. He's batted sixth. Fowler has been all throughout the first six spots in the lineup, and the Cardinals are still searching for a position uh, that makes the most sense for him today. It's sixth. That probably ends up being where Fowler settles in roughly, I, I think, as, as things play out here over the next few weeks. But, if you're the cardinals the, the the concern about carpenter transfers to concern about other players as well because the other situation with Matt Carpenter is that as well as Jed Jerko has played and as much of a role as Colton Wong has been on here over the last few weeks there's not a pressing need to necessarily play Matt Carpenter every day Uh, the challenge there becomes balancing the needs and the frustrations of a guy who is a longtime stalwart in your clubhouse a guy who is a big part of your organization and a guy frankly who is being paid like he's a big part of the organization the challenge is in having that guy not play as prominent a role as I'm sure he would like to play. Uh, there there is a lot to be said for Matt Carpenter frankly as a piece off the bench, uh, as a left-handed bat, a guy who you can plug in in theory in multiple positions and a guy who carries I think the uh, who carries the weight of having their sort of reputation that the Cardinals would probably want as as that sort of uh, as as that sort of threat, but I don't know that Carpenter is a guy who is going to be comfortable or happy with that role. And frankly, if he's not, then I don't know that it's necessarily going to be productive for the Cardinals to force that to happen. It, it, it's been clear, I think, that. The Cardinals are are content to sort of push things in Matt Carpenter's direction and to do what they can to make him as 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 comfortable as possible and rely on him. And then he's look he has earned that level of deference, and his performance over the years has certainly. I, I certainly justified the Cardinals decision to focus on him as a key component of the lineup but as this year as this year drags on uh, I think there are reasonable questions about whether or not that concern and 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 that desire to feature Matt Carpenter may end up being misplaced first game of a three game set against the Pirates kicks off this evening Stephen Brault on the mound for the Pirates Miles Michaelis who's a 3-0 three, who's 3-0 with three a oh, 3.46 ERA on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals Michaelis so far I think has clearly been uh, what the Cardinals had advertised he would be when they brought him over from Japan. A guy with impeccable control, walks basically no one. Uh, in, in fact, so far this season, in 26 innings pitched, only two walks to go with 20 strikeouts, a whip of a flat 1.0. His last three starts, he's pitched into or through the seventh inning. And so, uh, Miles Michaelis is a guy who, look, when 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 he finished his last start against the Reds, uh, He was described by Mike Matheny as being a workhorse and as being a bull out on the mound. And if that's the kind of guy that the Cardinals are going to have with Miles Michaelis, then that's going to end up being uh, a very savvy free agent pickup who can go a long way toward adding depth to the rotation. Uh, Get excited as well for Saturday's game. Jack Flaherty returning to the Cardinals. He will get that start on Saturday. Likely another roster move coming on Saturday. Well, certainly another roster move, I should say, coming on Saturday to... uh, to get Jack Flair already onto the roster. Suspicion on my part that that move may in fact end up being the uh, be, being to send Tyler O'Neill down as opposed to sending as opposed to sending down Mike Myers, couple of reasons why. Number one, I think with Flaherty, the Cardinals are likely to want that extra coverage in the bullpen. And number two, that 10-day clock is now uh, going to be ticking on all three of Brebbia and Gant and Myers. So uh, something to watch as the Cardinals set up their lineup and set up their roster moving through the weekend against the Pirates for Brendan Schaefer. My name is Jeff jones you can make sure to follow me on twitter at jm jones lots of things written about the cardinals on locked on stl cardinals.com including an interesting piece yesterday on tommy fam and his uh, his surprising statements from wednesday night so make sure you check that out as well Podcast nearly daily here on locked on st louis cardinals thank you so much for listening make sure you subscribe uh, make sure you, you, you rate the podcast it helps i'm told to help other people find the podcast so we're more than happy to have your feedback as well My name is Jeff Jones, and this has been today's Locked On St. Louis Cardinals.